Hey, this is Zach uh, at Center Church. I am the community pastor here, and we are beginning to rebrand this podcast as ReCenter. And the heart of this podcast is that it'll be a place for our church family to gather and to listen together for what God is saying. I mean, these episodes, we plan that they'll be like letters to Center Church. And the reason we call it ReCenter is because it's like a reply in the subject line of an email. It's going to function a lot like that, like a reply to what's going on around us in the world. And we're going to take a look at how Jesus wants us to respond as his children, as his family, as citizens of his kingdom. Because we know that as followers of Jesus, we're asking for his kingdom to come here as it is in heaven and for his will to be done here as it is in heaven. So this podcast is going to just look to reply to our church to center our lives on Jesus and to live our lives in obedience to his kingdom today to bring the order and healing of Jesus to the chaos and sickness of this broken world we currently find ourselves in. Today specifically, we're going to be looking at the very real and present brokenness caused by racism and segregation. These things have plagued our country. You can see it here in Lake County. You can see it in Grays Lake, Libertyville, Vernon Hills, Waukegan, North Chicago. And we will specifically be looking at where we live in Lake County through the eyes of someone who goes to our church, Cheryl Gray. And she's going to share the story of moving from Virginia to Lake County and raising a family here. So listen in for some insights, learn from her story, and maybe it'll show us ways that we can step into God's kingdom to bring kingdom diversity into our city, into our homes, into our neighborhoods, and into our church. We love you guys. Join us and continue to join us as we gather here at the ReCenter Podcast. Hey guys, welcome back. Thanks for tuning in. We are today continuing our uh, story with Cheryl Gray, who has been coming to our church for a little over a year. She is just telling us her story, uh, growing up in Virginia, what it was like to go to segregated schools um, and then integrated schools, and then her journey up to Michigan to, to become a speech pathologist and a teacher. Um, and then where we are at this point, she uh, she's had a moment of trauma that really brought her to her knees and God showed up in a powerful way. Um, and then with her Heavenly Father, she moves to Lake County, where she lives now, um, and she finds uh, a lady to live with for the next couple of years who becomes like a second mother to her. Uh, she got married to her husband, James, who she met at church when she went for the first time. And so that's kind of where we're picking up the story. If you didn't listen to last episode, I recommend you go listen to it first and then come listen to this one. Uh, but today, Cheryl, we get to pick up the story there. Um, and today's focus is going to be kind of like what it's like to uh, to raise a family in Lake County, a black family in Lake County. What is it like to raise children? Uh, black children in Lake County. We want that insight from you and that part of your story. Okay. So, um, As I said before, um, I grew up in Virginia, but mm. my husband grew up here, um, and we um, met each other at church. Um, but though James grew up here, um, it didn't mean that he didn't experience, um, um, that he didn't have any um, experiences with race, mm-hmm. because he did also. Um, but Unlike me, James went to school with, um, just like my children, with children of all different races yeah. and things and yeah. stuff, you know. And so, um, but um, like I said, it didn't stop him from experiencing racism. Yeah. Um, um, like, I can um, 
like when Jimmy, I'll give you an example. When Jimmy was in preschool. Jimmy, okay, Jimmy's your son? Jimmy, okay. Uh, so, right, so we, we married. Mm-hmm. We met each other at church. Um, we married, and we had two children. So mm-hmm. like, like we got married in 86. Our first child was born in 88, and our second child was born in 1990. Okay. Our first child was... Um, our first child was Jimmy, mm-hmm. where his, James also, um, his name is James also, mm-hmm. but he's not a junior, um, but he has his dad's first name and my maiden name, James Porter. Okay. Gray. And then Jane, and then we had a little girl, and we named her Jamie after, <laughs> after her dad. Also, Jamie Andrenette, that was my mother's name. Mm. So, But um, to be honest with you, we purposely gave our children non-ethic-sounding um, names. Mm. Um, because um, we didn't want them to be judged by their names before people knew them, uh, because that happens. Yeah. Um, um, I'll give you um, I'll give you um, an example of what happened. We moved from um, from uh, I can say cities. Yeah. We actually moved from Waukegan to um, Gurnee um, at one point, and the first night that we moved in our new home. Mm-hmm. Um, we hadn't really even met anyone in the, in the neighborhood, um, but um, the next morning the N word was written on our fence, mm. and and that was that was just in t- um, that's right two thousand yeah in we 2000. yeah we moved in in two thousand wow. yeah yeah and um, so twenty years yeah. ago yeah, that's not, not long. yeah that's not long ago culturally we haven't changed right, that much right yeah. right and uh, um, and also um, and. Referring back to the names, mm. um, when we moved, um, I, being an educator, knew that I um, needed to make sure we had everything ready for the children to transfer schools. Mm-hmm. And I did that. Um, uh, and so um, I, m- both of my children were in accelerated classes, mm-hmm. um, uh, gifted classes, and I uh, um, but when we moved to the new district, mm-hmm. they um, didn't honor that. They, mm. um, so, but so what happened was about a month or two after the children were settled, my daughter teacher called me to say that um, she should be um, tested to go into the gifted program, mm-hmm. and she, she did. And um, we did everything we were supposed to do once, like they told us to. Mm-hmm. And they had a parent meeting for all of the children's parents. For mm-hmm. the, you know, for the they had a parent meeting for the parents of the children that was in the in the program. In the gifted program. In the gifted program. Gotcha. And so we went. James and I um, went to the school to go to the meeting, and we were stopped. A hand was put up in our face mm-hmm. as we went to go in the door. We were stopped like this, and said, "This meeting is for." Um, children that's in the gifted program, mm-hmm. and sure, sure. right, right, yeah. right. And I said, I go, we know. Uh, and the director said, well, who's your child? Mm-hmm. And we said, Jamie Gray. But she had not met Jamie, mm-hmm. and she didn't know she was that. Just Jamie, the scores. Right, yeah. right, right. She looked. She did not know that Jamie mm-hmm. was a um, a young black girl. Mm-hmm. You know, and so and. Her, to look at her face was like she, you could tell she was shocked. Mm. That uh, and and yes, well, we the only um, black family in it. We were, mm-hmm. you know. Um, um, so, um, mm. and that's one of the reasons we yeah. purposely mm-hmm. didn't um, we use non-ethnic names because we wanted our children not to be judged. Yeah, <laughs> you know? yeah. 
and um, but what I but what I so think the reality is, though that that means is that you noticed in the school system being an administrator and in the in the culture at Y that people were closing doors based on ethnic names. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes, um, and uh, um, and I, what I thank God had sense of humor because. Um, I ended up uh, working in that district for 12 mm. years yeah. as assistant principal, you know. And actually, the teacher was still, the, the person was still there. Yeah. But God does give us, he helps us to mm-hmm. <laughs> um, uh, a forgiving heart. Because truly, my husband and I, we didn't, ho- we, we, we didn't hold things against people. Mm-hmm. We asked God to help us yeah. to, um, to, you know, forgive and to to represent him and all that we did and so yeah. that night we made sure my husband's like you know we, we went into the meeting and we did just exactly what right. we were supposed to do you mm. know we didn't didn't make a scene or do mm-hmm. anything because that's that was not of us we right. wanted to make sure that all that we did represented god yeah um and i and i was about to share earlier too that um my son when he was in preschool when jimmy was in preschool um we um, when the babysitter he would because I didn't want him to go to preschool for I had him go half day mm-hmm. and so the babysitter would take him to the preschool mm-hmm. and drop him off and she um, she one day I picked him up and she goes Cheryl every day that I drop Jimmy off there's another little boy there calling him the n-word mm. and saying that um, black um, children don't belong, black people don't belong here. Mm. And when my husband went up to talk to the director about it, she, she said to us that our child didn't know that he was black. Mm. And that they, the other kids were just informing him of that. Right? Yeah. And so that was kind of like, um, mm. to me, like a, a slap in the face, yeah. you know, like... And so um, that time, because we did, we did remove Jimmy yeah. from the school yeah. because um, now we know that the little boy mm-hmm. didn't know what he was saying. He was only saying what he yeah. had heard yep. because Kids at that up. age, children say what they have right. learned, yep. not um, yeah. At that age, children say right. what they what they've heard, what they've learned. Yeah, we all know? know that to be true. Is our right. kids says something to us that right. we've said to them? Yeah, right. So. Exactly. Exactly. So, but at that at that 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 mm. situation, we did remove our son because yeah. we felt that being so young, we didn't want him to get scarred, to get, but you know, mm-hmm. and so, um, so, um, so yeah. throughout your story, there's going to be moments like this, right? Right. Where it, right. Uh, but overall, do you feel like it was always present? Like you guys always felt, um, looked at, or like like so? Where you grew in your neighborhood, where you lived, um, you felt it immediately when you moved in. Right. Did I that felt, continue? No, no, no. Jimmy and Jamie end up. Um, they 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 both had wonderful educations. Mm-hmm. Um, um, we lived in a wonderful neighborhood. Mm-hmm. Matter of fact, um, I just moved from the neighborhood mm-hmm. um, in 2019 when I moved here. And the only reason I moved from the neighborhood was because you know, my husband passed, and it was a big home. Mm-hmm. And J- Jamie lives in Georgia, and Jimmy was living in Michigan, yeah. and I didn't need such a big home by myself anymore. Yep. But, no, the kids end up having friends in the neighborhood, neighborhood yeah. and 
I, we knew families in the neighborhood. Mm-hmm. We, you know, as people got to know us and we got to know them. Mm. I mean, we had, um, we had, uh, we had, a, we had a one, we, we we had a lived in a wonderful neighborhood and we had a wonderful life. Yeah. Now I um, have to say that just like other parents, we want the best for our children. Mm-hmm. We wanted them to know that all things are possible with God and that the color of their skin should not um, be a barrier that hold them back. Mm-hmm. For example, Jimmy was the um, uh, first black on the swim team mm-hmm. at his school. Mm-hmm. You know, he loved swimming. He had been, they both had been swimming since um, Jimmy started at um, six months and yeah. Jamie started at nine months. Yeah, wow. And then when he was in um, a freshman in high school, he came home and said he wanted to be on the sw- swim team. Yeah. And so... James and I said, well, you can. And he said, well, there's no other blacks. And we said, have that ever been a reason to stop? And so he ended up being the captain his senior year, and they went to state, you know. And so, so, yeah, so uh, my children had good experiences. Mm -hmm. Um, And so so I don't want to paint the picture that it was always negative. you know, so yeah. that so they were good experiences as well as negative experiences. Mm-hmm. You know, um, but I do, I, I do, I, I do want people, I, I do want people to understand that um, we just like everyone else. Mm-hmm. We wanted what we wanted um, our children to be successful. We yeah. wanted them to be happy. We wanted them to know that um, just because their skin was different than someone yeah. else that that should not keep them from doing things yeah. that it was not a barrier um so we um we you know we we did what families do mm-hmm. now um most people there are people that are surprised by my family because we are a black family that ate dinner together mm-hmm. played games together or worshiped together or had the kids involved in activities um both of my children mm. Both Jimmy and Jamie um, got, um, they were in advanced classes in school. Mm-hmm. They both got academic scholarships to school, not, not um, athletic. Mm-hmm. You know, they, yeah. they because we, we pushed, we wanted them to do well in school. So we, um, so they did, you know. Um, yeah. uh, but people uh, are surprised because our family doesn't look like the picture of, that the world paints of a lot of black families or right. most black families, especially compared to, you know, other ethnic groups. So, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, um, I think the one thing I've heard you say over and over through your story is that people um, would prejudice against you or your kids based on the color of your skin. But if you could remove, like, if that wasn't there, when they got to know you, they loved you. Right, right, right. Or right. when they saw Jamie's test scores, they were like, oh, she should be in advance. Right, And right. so you're, what I'm hearing is that it was always based on that you were black, that those things were, yeah. you know, something to push through. Yeah. Um, so that's something that I'm taking from it personally is like just relationally getting to know people, um, right. whether they be black or any ethnicity, like get to know people. Get um, to know people. That's right. how you break down barriers and stereotypes is to actually get to know individuals. Right. Right. And, right. To, and to celebrate who they are. Right. Um, and understand them. So, yeah. Right. Well, I felt like when I became assistant principal, hmm. I felt like that. I had to cross every T and dot every I because I knew people were watching me. Mm -hmm. And an example was um, 
a parent came into the office one day, and she saw me mm. uh, talking to another student. Now, I wasn't talking to her student. She saw me talking to another student, which she called the principal and told the principal, don't you ever let that black lady talk to my child. Mm. And the principal got really upset. Yeah. He, he was angry. He became really angry. Mm. But I didn't because mm. I was used to, yeah. you, know, you know, I was like... And it, I was like, it's okay. I mean, I had to tell him, yeah. it's okay. I said, it's okay. I it's mean, not I okay, but you but yeah, had become yeah. used to it. Yeah, right. You, it's not okay, but I had become used to it. And you, you learned how to respond right, to right, it. Right, right, right. I, I just wanted him to know that right. he did not have to be so angry about mm. it, you know, because things like that I just pray yeah. about. I yeah. pray about and trust God to work it out, right. you know, so. But I think that, I think what... So, again, from your story, I think what we see is people are extremely racist and prejudiced at times. And then there are people who are not even aware. Like, we're just going through life not even aware that that's yeah. something that you've had to deal with your yeah, whole life. Yeah, yeah. Um, we have the convenience of not caring about that because it's never affected us personally. And that's what, I think, upset that man so much and upsets some of us when we right, see right. and our eyes are open to, like, wow, so this is, like, this is right now, today, where I live. This is still happening. Yeah, yeah. And that's not okay. Yeah, and it's not okay. No, it's not okay. Not okay. Um, you know, but um, Zach, the Gray family has been blessed greatly. Mm-hmm. And we are thankful to God yeah. for always providing and directing mm-hmm. us on how to handle different different things, different situations along the journey. Mm-hmm. You know, and then when I look back over my life, I can only give God praise mm. and thanks for where he has brought me, yeah. for where he has brought me and my family, you know. And so, um, um, you know, so there's been, I mean, it's been hard. It's been situations, you know. Um, this is the last one I'm, I'm going to share because we could sit here and talk yeah. and talk, you know, but um, it's not about that. It's about that change. Yeah. That we make change and we continue to work on it. We continue continue to um, look at ways that we can rectify right. things and make changes. Um, yeah. But the, the last thing I was going to say is that um, one of the things that we had to make sure that we taught um, Jimmy, being a black male, mm-hmm. is that um, to to make sure that um, um, if he ever got stopped by a police, mm. you know, what to do, what to say, what not to say, not mm-hmm. and, and things like that. And other parents don't have no. to sit down and do that. But yeah. we purposely had to sit down and say, uh, Jimmy, make sure you do this, do that, don't, mm-hmm. you know. Because my husband, had a, he had a negative experience of being stopped by the police. Mm. He, um, he was, at, matter of fact, he was actually stopped on the side of the road look, doing something to his car. And the police stopped and they were looking for another James Gray, hmm. and they just assumed it was him, handcuffed, threw him. But you know, it was just—it was not a good experience. Hmm. And um, come to find out, they were looking for a white James Gray. Hmm. And uh, but just because the name was yeah, James, James Gray, Gray yep. he just—you know—they he just. And so Jimmy, and, and after that happened with. James, we had already talked, been teaching Jimmy along, mm. but when that happened to James, we came again, had mm. to sit down and go, because Jimmy's name is James Gray, right. yeah. <laughs> you know, and so we have like, you know, this happened to dad, mm-hmm. you know what, 
this is what you are to do if you ever get stopped, if this, you know, and right. things like that, you know. And yeah. So. Yeah. So that's one of the things I was kind of hoping when we talk about the parenting thing, there are things that you had to do as parents that most parents don't have to think about when they're talking about helping their kids grow up into young men and young women who walk with God in this world. Mm-hmm. Like it looks different when you are also facing on top of all the other struggles of becoming a man or a woman, um, like some racism in, in different systems in all this, everywhere you go from sports team to school to just society, there will be uh, racist people in those areas. And so the fact that you had to like, they had to grow into that as well is just another layer of difficulty right. as a, right. as a young man or a young woman. Right. So yeah. Yeah. Um, I did want to hear yeah that. So thank you for sharing that. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yeah. So raising kids in Lake County and, yeah. uh, and so we are blessed that because yeah. you you know and I know all the the different names yep. that you know um, that have happened to black males yeah. you know and mm-hmm. so when I look at when I look at Jimmy mm-hmm. I'm telling you every day he goes out and come back in I thank God for yeah. it because you know what he's a young black male yep you know and uh, so when I think back about the names Jacob Blake and you know yeah. Rashad Brooks and George yeah. Ford and all those things. You, as a black mother, you see, you see your, your son. Boy. You see, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah you know. Yeah, and I mean, as parents, I think any any parent can look at their child and know what's got to be going through your heart when you think of like any time your son leaves, yeah, you're yeah. scared, you know, or yeah. concerned about him yeah. returning safely. Yeah, yeah. Because yeah. of the color of his skin. Right. Yeah. Right. Right. Well, thank you for sharing again, Cheryl. Um, I think we'll stop here um, on this one. And and we're doing these interviews. um, It was kind of brought on because, you know, we're trying to grow as a church um, to be more like God's kingdom in diversity. Uh, And so something we're passionate about in bringing God's kingdom is racial reconciliation. And we just heard from a lot of people just start hearing stories, just start sharing stories, getting to know people. And so this is good for me and for our people to hear your story. Uh, So thank you for having uh, the courage to share with us and just the willingness to be open. Um, and we're just praying that God moves through these conversations and that, uh, that we can join along uh, with his kingdom moving in this area. Hey, Center Church, thanks for listening. Uh, I just pray that that was a challenge to you, that it was um, something that you can take note of and realize uh, that there are things going around in in our neighborhoods and in the cities we live in. Uh, There is racism still. There are people who feel this way. And so we, as representatives of Jesus, get to be a light in this world. We get to be loved. We get to build relationships and uh, just really care for all and celebrate the kingdom diversity that Jesus celebrated, that he brings, and that his kingdom of heaven on earth will have so much diversity celebrated. And we just want to be bringing that now. And so uh, I hope that was a challenge to you. And I hope you're listening for what God's saying. Uh, Would you guys join me as I pray over this last episode? And please join us for the next episode uh, as Cheryl gets to share what our church could be doing to help grow in kingdom diversity. Father, thank you for our church family. Thank you for these conversations. Thank you for Cheryl and her family. Uh, Thank you for her willingness to share her story. Um, I know some of it's painful, uh, some of it's sad, some of it's exciting, and some of it's celebratory. And Jesus, we just hear your hand through all of it. And so we just pray that Cheryl's story would be something that uh, spurs this church family on uh, to bring love and to bring relationship, to bring hospitality, and to bring a generous heart and kindness towards those around us, no matter what they look like on the outside, that we'd get to know the person uh, that they are, that we would honor 
honor them and we would serve them no matter who they are. We love you, Jesus. You are amazing. uh, And we just want to become more like you. So fill us with your spirit. Uh, Allow your spirit to really change our hearts, to see more clearly who you are and help us to make those choices uh, to lay down our lives and become more and more and more like you. We pray all this in your name and for your glory, Jesus. Amen. Thank you.